Hey guys, this is a quick podcast that was started out as a coffee talk. John Winker joined me and it really turned into something helpful for you guys that are struggling with the mental game. Uh, I highly recommend you listen to it. Um, It's short and sweet, but we talk about doubt bombs and how we plant those bombs in our brain. Um, At the literal uh, beginning moment that we decide that we're going to shoot like a major tournament um, or prepare for something specific and, you know, what, how we sort of self-sabotage our goals at times. Enjoy. What's up, people? Hope everyone's well. If anybody wants to join the discussion, I'm posting the link to comment. You can join in and chat with me directly right here on Zoom. Sort of a morning barebow discussion type of deal. Um, I'm going to quick put that in the comments. Click link to come on video. Um, wait till I uh, see we got four viewers. I don't know who that is though. Wait, if you guys are joining in, you know the routine. Coffee talk is just that. You need to show proof of the coffee and um, post it in the comments. The little emoji. This this week's podcast or this coffee talk slash podcast is sponsored by Palmyra Sportsman. Good old boy Jeff Arts at Palmyra the location of the new Eastern. Um, I got this during the winter indoor series where Demer once again beat me. He barely beat me only by a few points this time, but I shot great. He shot terrible. (laughs) That's just the way way things are. Um, I'm going to wait for a few people to uh, comment here. I'm hoping these comments come through because Sometimes you see them, sometimes you don't. Um, And if you do join the Zoom, um, which is cool, um, make sure you put in the comment that you're gonna join just because I have to flip back and forth then from from the web browser to actual Zoom. So like I said, you can join in for the conversation, Um, but you'll have to to chat on, Zoom, not on what you call it, on the the Facebook. 
you have to make sure that that volume is turned down. But let me know. Um, as we move forward, I want to chat a little bit about the discussion. A um, couple of uh, things I wanted to bring up. So uh, you guys may have been seeing some posts or information about a, a mental management study group. Um, so that is happening. And what that looks like is, you know, we did the podcast with Morton Sorland and Jens Fudge, the author of Choose to be a Winner. And I guess there's a lot of people who, um, you know, probably have either bought multiple archery mental management books or just mental management books in general. And, um, you know, you read it, maybe don't quite get it, um, or just lack the motivation or uh, the discussion to get through it. So what we decided to do is to team up and provide a study group for competitors or coaches, really. Um, that's going to start probably in July going to be we're tentatively thinking like four to six nights it depends on how long it takes to get through the book but we're going to read the book um as part of the study group and apply it to your archery game um so you know what does that look like for you guys um you buy the book through lancaster through amazon through jen's um website choose to be a winner.com i think it is um, and then, you know, essentially you're going to have access to his knowledge as we go through the book and he highlights points. Um, I'm going to facilitate as well as basically act as a coach through the study group as well. Um, so it's kind of, there's a, there's going to be a bunch of, uh, things The there, there's a, you don't have to pay anything other than for the book. And then there's like a $20 per class, um, call it a whatever fee um, to join in and be part of the, the group discussion. I mean, it's 20 bucks, um, but you know, you, you don't have to attend every session. You attend as many sessions as you want, attend one and done. It's entirely up to you, but those, so that leads to another, another thing um, that, I've started a Patreon page for, for YouTube and for everything, the Barebell Project. Anybody who's on a, a subscriber to the Patreon page, um, whatever you are a subscriber to in regards to helping, keeping um, content rolling and opportunities available, um, if you go to, and I'll post that actually in the comments here momentarily, um, you can that will be applied to your, your live feed or your uh, live feed, your, uh, what you call it. Um, why is this? Here it is. That will be applied to anything you want to do. Um, classes, coaching, videos, video analysis, anything. Um, I'm posting that link in the comments as well. So just a little, just a little tidbit there. There's a couple of tiers for support and it's similar to what others are doing. Um, and on YouTube and it's about time that, uh, we get on board with that. I'm sporting one of my favorite teas today. 
in support of some special people. You know who you are. I know we have some members from the LGBTQ community, so we appreciate you and support you. Um, now, to get into where the whole term doubt bombs comes from, I'm surprised that nobody's giving me the coffee emoji. What is going on? Because everyone is busy. Nobody wants to talk. Maybe it's just me. I do have nine viewers, though, so kudos to whoever you are. If you don't have coffee, that's okay. That's just the that's just like the routine that we do. Um, so what I wanted to uh, talk about doubt bombs, for those of you who don't know, I guess last year this time I was doing that group reset and it was going good. You know, I lost a lot of weight and stuff like that, um, put quite a bit back on. But, you know, I also I lost a ton of strength when I did it. I did it right before nationals probably wasn't the wise decision, like the timing of it. Um, probably should have started it earlier, but that's just when it started, you know, so it is what it is. Right. So this year, um, but I, you know, I've been Jones and I started running again, like weeks ago. Um, and eating clean and stuff. I actually started re I started fasting again, but I was like, gosh, I don't want to do this. Like I hate starving myself and hate feeling weak. So, you know, started, started that and then started running again at the same time and running sucks when you're fasting. So decided to, you know, and I wanted to go back to what I always enjoy doing, which is working out, eating smarter. That's it. Well, um, anyway, sorry about that. I had a little brief interruption. Uh, interruption um so long story short started what's called 75 hard and um you can look up what it is but but what list it involves like reading and some other things and whatnot so i listened to a podcast by andy frisella uh, called with tim grover if you don't know who tim grover is he is uh, uh, like a mental management sports management coach i'm not sure what the exact title is from Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. And, you know, we were talking about some, some things and, or he's talking about some things in that, uh, that podcast with Andy. Did you get it? Which way did it go? Oh, there is. Sorry. My wife was in the office and saw a dog running down the street and was trying to make sure it didn't get hit by a car. Um, and anyway, so in this episode, um, Grover, Tim Grover was talking about just things in regards to the way that he worked with um, Jordan, especially Kobe. Um, and one of the concepts, and I mean, I kind of, one of the concepts of what the discussion was is like how we create doubt ourselves. And, you know, I'm sitting there listening to this conversation and the idea of doubt is something that we allow to happen. And it starts with the very first day that you officially decide that you are going to go shoot a tournament. Now, 
I get that there's people out there that shoot archery for the sake of shooting archery and just having fun. Yeah, I think we all support that. But there's a lot of people that toy around with like wanting to be really good or wanting to be competitive or wanting to be like the top in the, in the country. And you have to align your, your goals with your willingness to work. And I think that's where, that's where there's like this misconception where people are like, oh, I want to do mental management work and I really want to work on my form and I want to do this. But, but do you? And are you prepared to put in the work that it takes in order to be that good? Like, I don't, I don't think people totally understand the amount of arrows that the best shooters in the world, the barebow world, the amount of arrows that they shoot and how they shoot them. Because like, not only do they have to be, every arrow must be purposeful, but every arrow is a competition. Every arrow you shoot, every drill you do is in pursuit of perfection. It's not just this idea of, well, if I'm going to shoot, I'm going to get better, right? So listening to this podcast, and again, um, if, if anybody, I'm going to revert back. If anybody, well, I got one guest here. Looks like one of our friends from Indonesia. I'm going to turn your video on. Spark Archery. Go ahead, man. Turn it on. You're joining me. This is a, this is a group discussion. It should come through here momentarily. Um, you don't have to though. It's all good. Um, one second. I just got to change one thing. Now we're good. Um, sorry about the delay. So to get back to the whole idea of doubt bombs and what we were, um, where this discussion came from. So if you're that shooter, that's not a recreational shooter, if you're that shooter that wants to, um, you know, get into shooting at high levels or pursuing it. Like I know there's a bunch of you out there that have reached out to me or I did some sideline coaching with you um, and stuff like that. And, and, you know, one of my first questions is, well, how often are you shooting and, and to what level are you like, what's your goal? You know, if, if you're just looking for some general improvements, that's easy. That's the best, that's the best archery athlete you want to work with. They're just, it's so easy. Um, absolutely. I like, I feel confident that like I could work with a person for one hour, just one time. And I know that they will see some long-term improvements, but the, the problem is that that long-term improvement only like if you do that one hour session and then you don't shoot for a month afterwards, it's a waste of your time and money. Um, if you sign up to get coached for three months and the first month is, is, is great, but then you just fall off. You know, a lot of people go into those things with the intention, like, yes, this is it. I'm going to do it, but they don't, they're not self-driven enough to make that happen. And that's where these doubt bombs come in. This is where like, if you are somebody who is shooting outdoor target nationals in August, and if you are going 
from now through, if you don't have a plan, like if your goal is the podium, but you don't have a plan, you are creating doubt, doubt bombs. And this is what happens. We create these bombs. They don't go off, but we create, we plant bombs in our head from the day that we decide to go to a tournament. So if today is the day that you are planning to, you're going to sign up for outdoor target nationals and you, you are, you're like, okay. And then you make a plan. And that plan is um, I'm going to shoot three days a week, you know, 72 arrows per day. Boom. Awesome. Great plan. It's a, it's a very basic, I'm going to move forward, you know, what you do with those seven two arrows, we're not going to get into that. That's a whole other topic, but you make this plan and then you come to, I'm going to shoot Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. Let's, let's just throw out some random days. The first day that you skip 72 or the first day that you don't shoot 72 arrows, you just planted a bomb. Every time you step up to the line in your practice session and you shoot a bad arrow that lands good and you're okay with that, you've planted another bomb. Every time you step up and you're like, oh, I'm not shooting well today and you got 36 arrows in and you walk away from your, your training session, you've planted a bomb. Every time that you skip blind bail because you're short on time, or you don't feel like doing it, or you don't want to do draw holds, or you are um, choose to go do something else when you have the time to do the work, but you choose to go do something else instead of train, you're planning a bomb. And the reason that I, I explain it that way is that when nationals arrives and you step up and you're nervous and you're second guessing your first end or, and the people do this all the time with like the first two, three, four practice ends or whatever they give you. Um, and you know, you, those practice ends go great. And then the first scoring end comes and the bottom falls out because you left out in your brain instead of preparation, instead of confidence in your form and confidence in, I have done everything John Winker's joining in. John, I hope you can turn your kit. There he is. Look at that mug. Um, I don't know. I hope you guys can, can see Mr. Winker. Every time you guys do that stuff, there he is. I should, they should be able to hear you, John. Turn your microphone on. Hold on, buddy. I clicked ask to unmute. Let's see if that goes through, pal. Hold on. There you go. Can you hear me? Now, I don't no. hear you. Hold on. I might have to unmute one. There you are. I got you. Hey. Morning. Yeah. Just turn your volume down. Okay. There What's that? Go. Better. My, I guess what's happening is your mic is picking up me. Okay. Let me... Uh... I don't have any, I don't have any mic headphones here. Uh, well, you don't need to hear. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that works. We'll figure it out. I'll put you further away. 
or not. <laughs> going on, man. I missed the last four minutes waiting to get into the meeting. Yeah, sorry about that. I don't see like I have to flip back and forth. It's on this weird delay. Um. Anyway, mm -hmm. so what I was actually saying is we have this uh, this situation where people think they're preparing for a tournament. Yeah. And they, they get all geared up, take a lesson. Yeah, hold on a second. This is driving me up a wall. Let me see if I can change my audio on this side. All right, let me see if this works. No, it won't. So I'm trying to do, John, before we continue and people start losing interest in the conversation is get the audio to work. I wish you had earbuds. If you have earbuds, I'm going to put you on mute for a second. Okay. And then um, see if you can, have, you can get earbuds. I think that'll, that will help. I'm working on it. Because the backlog, it's just repeating in the background what I'm saying. Um, while John's looking for those, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue the discussion. We'll see if we can figure out. This is, so one of the reasons I do these coffee talks, just to give everybody some feedback here. One of the reasons that I do these discussions is I'm always testing like a different way that to, to stream and do stuff. Like I want to do live podcasts like this. I just got to figure out you know, how we can, how we can make that happen. Um, oh, there we go. Dude's got some headphones on. All right. Let, let's unmute you, man. Let's see if this, this, uh, this does the trick. So is, it, is it better? And can you hear me? What do you think? There we go. I can hear you. You get any echo? No. I think we're good. All right. We're good to go then. Uh, no, it did come back through. No, I do have it. Why is that doing that? It's so weird hearing myself repeat everything. Okay. Um, I only have audio in the headphones, so yeah. I don't know. It's, and I had to turn my volume down. Not picking you up. <laughs> no, and I think you're the only one here. Oh, really? You so yeah. you don't have audio coming from your phone? Mm, nope, and I and I don't have any echo. Well, maybe some, it's just some, me then. Can somebody on the Facebook stream confirm whether or not we have echo? Maybe this will work. Hold on a second. All right. Now I think we're good. I got it. I got it figured out. Perfect. All right. I was worried about that. Um, yeah. All right. So going back to the discussion, can, can you hear me now, John? Yep. All right. Perfect. So, yeah. So we were talking about, uh, you know who Tim Grover is? I do not. Um, 
I was I was explaining that. That's probably the part that you missed. Hold on, I forgot about this. You better have coffee. You're going all this trouble. You better have coffee on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I'm drinking lemonade. I'm about to go out and spend a lot of time in the sun. Gotcha. Um, he was the the uh, mental management sports coach for Kobe and Jordan. Um, and I was listening to a podcast. If you you would enjoy Andrew Frisella, Do you, are you familiar with uh, with him? Look up the podcast, Andy Frisella. You will enjoy it tremendously. Trust me, it is right up your right up your alley. Um, so, yeah, just look up the podcast when you have time. Um, so Grover is that he's a mental management coach, and he was just talking about like their approach and the things that they were doing, and how people like how Kobe and Jordan just basically outwork people. And I was having the this. I don't, I don't want to call it an epiphany, um, but you know, I was, I was talking, I was talking earlier, right before you logged on about how we set little doubt bombs in our brain long before we even get to a tournament. And it's one of those things like a lack of preparation, um, not securing your hotel beforehand, not understanding the rules before you get there, not, um, you know, having enough arrows or, you know, and for some people that might, that might not affect certain people who have been doing it forever. Like certain things, they just kind of stream right past, but I'm talking for those people that are in their first one to two years of really trying to be a, a high-end competitor. Um, you know, and I, I was saying how, if you go to a practice session and you're like, uh, I just don't feel like doing this today, or, uh, I don't feel like shooting blind bail today, or I don't feel like doing this extra work that you're just planting little bombs in your head because when you get to a tournament, when you show up with absolute confidence that you've done everything humanly possible to prepare a lot of that, a lot of the worry and a lot of the um, stress and a lot of the concern of over how you're going to do goes away because we don't know how to prepare for the tournament. And that's, you know, that's essentially we're almost, we're almost shooting ourselves in the foot before we even get to the tournament to give it, to give yourself a hundred percent chance of doing your best, not the best that necessarily gets you to the top of the podium, whatever your best is for that day. That's who you are. And that's who you were for that day, but it doesn't make you lesser of a human being or lesser of a barebow shooter. We are, we all have our ups and downs, but we control our own destiny when it comes to that stuff. And that's the idea of, 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 um, excuse me, <clears throat> of setting little doubt bombs in our, we plant those bombs before we even get there. And people, there's, there's this, you know, a lot of people linger between, you know, wanting to be a competitor and, you know, like legitimately wanting to be a competitor and still taking that recreational barebow shooter mindset. And you need to, and they're not the same. And it's hard for you to even legitimately say, I'm going to be, I want to be, you know, the best barebow shooter in the country. Well, what are you going to, what are you prepared to do to get there? And I, I think, I don't think people understand what it actually takes. And it's okay that if you're not that serious about it and you don't want to be that, there's nothing wrong with that. Go shoot, have fun understand that 
your results are going to be a direct um, reflection of what your preparation or what you're willing to do to prep to prepare for whatever that tournament is or whatever your goal is. I know you've experienced that because you're a business owner and you're busy and you have to juggle so much. We've had this yeah. discussion multiple times. Absolutely. Actually, I, I'm, I, I started watching the, the podcast or whatever. And as soon as you started talking about what it was you were going to talk about, I was like, Ooh, I'm going to log in. Cause I'm actually struggling with this right now. I'm today. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I've been, um, this year is going to be my first outdoor target nationals. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't shoot a lot of long range bare bow. Mm -hmm. So I've been, I've been pretty successful in 3d, which is like indoors plus a little, you know, it's, it's short range. It's mostly known yardage around the mm -hmm. States. And I've been successful with indoors, but that's a time period where I get to indoors. I, you know, I'm, I'm stuck in the shop all the time because it's hunting season. So I'm shooting all the time. Yep. Um, outdoors is summertime. And I, I really struggle with getting off work and saying, okay, I'm going to go shoot 36 arrows or I'm going to go shoot 72 arrows or I'm going to go shoot a 14 target field course or whatever it is. But this year I'm shooting the National Outdoor Target USA and I'm going to the whatever they're calling that thing in Yankton, the Roundup. So that's a uh, lot yeah. of long range outdoor shooting. Yeah. And, uh, and it is, it is the practice routine is kicking my butt. Not because yeah. I can't shoot, but because it's hot, it's hot outside. I'm already tired. I shoot 36 arrows and I'm like, well, maybe I'll just call it a day. And I'm like, well, it's not, I'm not going to be able to call it a day halfway through. So yeah, uh, I, I'm really working on it this year. You're, you're going to, and I think, and that brings up another point. And it's something that when I took the Dick Tone seminar, it was the very first thing that he said to the group and, and actually deferred to Casey to comment on it a little bit as she was preparing for Olympic trials. And it was the idea of clean, clean up your life, get your, get all of your ducks in a row, you know, and for you, you have a shop to run. You have your own team there at first flight archery. You have a house to upkeep. Um, you, you have so like your responsibility. And then as your notoriety picks up, people are like, oh, they want coaching or you want to help. They want to help you. They want to come to you to have them set up a bow. And then you, you not only that's not just bare bow stuff. That's all you have to remember that a guy like you and, and myself too, I'm nowhere near like my brick and mortar is not like what you have at all, but you have all these other people who then start relying on you. So, you know, in the world of being a competitor, it, it does, it benefits you to be retired, <laughs> no kids, self-employed, make your own schedule. Um, you know, young, no kids is probably one of the most important things. Um, but you have dogs, so it's kind of the same. Um, well, well, we can't I'll tell say you that what, for Leslie, you are her kid. <laughs> the most important thing is being a kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those, I'm like, people are like, man, the kids in the barebow are really lighting it up. I'm like, well, they don't have jobs or anything else to do. I'm like, all they do is go right. out and shoot every day. They go to school. They're probably not even going to school anymore. They go to homeschool and they shoot. 
all day long. And yep. I'm like, of course the kids are lighting it up. Those those are the people who have the biggest time commitment. Yeah. Oh, oh well, I mean, <laughs> last year preparing for outdoor target nationals, I was able to shoot two days a week for out of I start I only started preparing a month before, literally, because I was doing that reset bullshit. And um I I call it BS, but it wasn't BS. It did it did exactly what it needed to do. But um, I was shooting like two day or uh, two times a day, four days a week, and like you know, and did my periodization like you know, and and it and it worked. I mean, I was still a little weak compared to where I am like right now as far as strength, but I'm not practicing at all. I shot compound yesterday at the 3D tournament. I just because I had so much go. I have so many irons in the fire. Like I'm planning to come to outdoor target nationals my surgery is on the 22nd and after my surgery i will determine whether or not i'm going to shoot it or not i probably will end up shooting it anyway because it's going to be too difficult for me to be there and not shoot it um besides coaching but you know it's just one of those things where you you have to align what like you that's where the whole expectation. And I've talked about that before. You cannot have an expectation. Like, like if your expectation is that I'm going to hit the podium, but you shot one day a week for a month beforehand, think of that's unrealistic. And if you want to deal with target panic, well, go ahead. Cause that's the stuff that ruins you when you're standing on a shooting line, you have to have a realistic outlook on what your goal is. There's a difference between an expectation and a goal. And you know, people just don't, I think there's, they underestimate what it takes to be an elite level shooter. Um, I don't just, I don't, I truly don't consider myself at one point in time. I thought, you know, if you can hit 535, 540 and Grayson busts me on this all time, that if you can hit that consistently, consistently indoors, that you're like right there, like you're right. And it's truthfully, truthfully, a few more arrows and you are hitting elite level scores. But elite level is really like 550 and above all the time. I don't think people understand what it takes to do that. I don't think, I don't think that, and we, we sabotage ourselves as shooters when, when, we, when we aren't able to stay to like committed to a schedule, committed to like you're going through right now. You literally would probably have to get up at like five o'clock in the morning, go shoot so it doesn't affect the rest of your day. And then try to shoot some blind bail in the evening a few days a week. Do you know what I mean? That's almost exactly what I decided to do last night. So Leslie and I were talking about what I'm going to have to do, what I'm going to have to do to get my routine in. And she's like, well, she's like, you need to practice in the morning before you go to work. Because once you get to work, you, you never get out of work mode enough to, yeah. to practice. She's like, yeah. you need to get up early, go shoot. 72 arrow round in the backyard right as the sun's coming up and then and then go to work and i was like yeah i don't think i don't see any other option because usually by the time i'm at work it's it's over uh i'm working until eight o'clock or 8 30 at night and then there's not enough light to shoot a 72 around i can maybe squeak in 36 but it's Mm -hmm. in the dark and shooting in the dark is not like shooting in the sun no no and I, let me um this is a little off topic but those of you who are planning to do two a days um i would recommend that you shoot two a days one in the morning and your second one 
make sure you're splitting morning, midday, and evening those different times of the day to shoot in different conditions. If it's raining on the day that you're going to shoot, make sure you go shoot in that rain. If it's windy, make sure you go shoot in that wind. Because I'll tell you, last year at Nationals, we had every ounce of weather that you could throw at somebody. We had it in those two rounds. So for those of you listening, that's your non-related, non-topic related discussion, uh, whatever, nugget for the day. Make sure you take, make sure you do that. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I can totally understand what you're going through because I've been going through it for about two years. Yeah. Well, and and, the whole reason we started talking about it was because I was like, look, if I don't get some practice in, there's no way I can shoot at the level I want to shoot at. And I don't want to get there and then be like, well, I'm, I'm going to be a top eight shooter. Right. That's, that's what I think all the time. Like I think, well, I'm going to make top eight all the time. I don't want to get there. And then think, well, there's there's no damn way. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't have nearly the arrow count to do this. So I'm putting in my arrow count now. I'm figuring out my practice routine now, even though it is technically a little bit on the late side for me to do to do it. But I I don't want to show up and then and then be on the line 36 arrows in and be like, I didn't put enough arrows in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's and that's one of those. That's well, that, that's literally the definition of a doubt bomb. You yeah. planted that bomb. You're planting that bomb now if you aren't going to take them steps or if you're not preparing to take those steps. You've already planted it. It's already yeah. there. Whether that bomb goes off or not, it, that's on you. you oh, know, yeah. okay. Are you going to fix it and you going to stay the course as you get closer to the tournament? Or are you going to continue to be like, oh, it's too late. I can't get – I can only get in 36 arrows because I got home from the shop late. Or is it, no, I had this discussion with Frank. I need to go shoot these 36 because that's all I can get in. And that's the max amount of preparation I can do for this evening. Well, then you go do that. Because if you don't, you just planted another bomb. Yeah, and I then, saw myself planting it. And I was like, oh, no, no, I'm going to dig that bitch back up. We're not doing that. <laughs> We're not, I'm not planting that bomb. I'm, I'm getting yeah. the arrow work in this, this year. So Yeah, I mean, and also I think people, I think we – um, as we're still all relatively new barebow shooters, I think we inherently want to stay at that high end level of competition all of the time, but it is much harder for us because we will fall back into patterns quicker than a Demmer, than a Grayson, than a Stonebreaker, because those guys have been doing it for so long. Like, so we, in some ways, like we almost have to work harder at this point because they've all put their time in. I don't think people understand how difficult it can be to stay at that high level of shooting when you're still relatively new. Like if you're two, three, four years in, you know, four years is probably where you really start to get some consistency. Um, you see a lot of people that will do a quick burst, real good. I can say that I was one of them, you know, and then if you don't continue to practice at that level, you will, you will dip. And you have to, you have to accept it and realize like I created that monster because I know what my preparation was. I've been in, I've, you know, I, and I think, I guess this, us discussing it openly. So people understand like you're, we know it, but you, everyone else has to understand like your clean up everything in your life. If you really, really want to do this, clean up, 
pay your bills before you go. Take care, get the dogs taken care of. Um, clean the house so you're not thinking about coming home to, to this. Um, make sure your hotel's booked long before. Set your travel agenda. Buy your plane tickets, whatever it is. Um, you know, figure out when you're going to the practice range, if there is one. Um, you know, bring meal prep if necessary. Like there's just so, if you're a kid, do your homework. Get your chores done if you have homework. Most kids are out of school right now. You know, um, get just get all of your ducks in a row, and it just reduces the amount of pressure and stress that's going on in your life. So you can concentrate on one thing, and that is just shooting one arrow as good as possible and running through your process. So you have 100% confidence in your process every arrow that you shoot. And I mean, it's literally, and it, that almost sounds simple and in some ways it is, but it's not simple to accomplish before you, the day of the shooting round. And I guess that's where, that's where people get like, Oh, just so busy. Oh, I got this. And then they post like, and then here's another, here's another doubt bomb that happens. They post pictures of 280 indoor rounds or 58, 59 rounds on of their 122 centimeter face of 50 meters on Instagram or Facebook. And they're like, Oh yeah, I'm shooting great. Blah, blah, blah. And it was the one end out of 12 that actually all the arrows were in the gold. And then they, they're creating this persona that that's the way they're shooting on every end. I'm like, I, I just want to be like, all right, let's see. And I do this and I come across as such a jerk when I say it, but I'm like, yeah, all right, let's see the other 10 ends. Let's see the other five ends. Let's see what they actually look like. Let's see the 48s, 47s, and 45s because you know you shot some of them. We all do. And, you know, it's be real with yourself. So people are like, hey, look, I shot six ends. I shot 353s, a 58, and two 45s. Dude, good shooting. That's not a bad day. <laughs> But don't be like, don't, don't, don't create this, this fake image of, cause that's, that creates a, that's a doubt bomb. You're planting a bomb in there. Like, oh, well, everybody thinks now that I'm shooting 58s all the time. Well, that's just not true. <laughs> be honest. You know, yeah, but I, to, I, to a certain degree though, the, the, um, the Facebook post is, uh, is, is also just fun and games. You know, like oh, you could post, be, could be. You, you pull, you pull some arrows, and you 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 post all your tens, and you're like, oh yeah, I shot, I shot a thirty today, I shot a sixty today, or whatever. But like last, what was it? I guess it was 2019. I completely erased 2020 from memory. 2019, <laughs> before before we went to Vegas, I was posting pictures of the guy that works with me, John. I was posting pictures of his compound targets. <laughs> I was like, had a good, had a good round today. Felt pretty good. That's today. different. Yeah, that's different. That's that's mental <laughs> warfare. That's what that is. Yeah, exactly. But I, most people but don't pay attention to that shit, or or people don't pay attention to it. Or you got a guy like me who says, "No, anchor, you're full of you know what," <laughs> and because we just don't care. Like most most of your hot, most of your competitors don't care. They just no. laugh at him. Like you're you're full of it. But yeah. it's not, that's different though. Like, you know, but were you, if you're shooting, yeah. If you're shooting two eighties on Instagram and shooting, you know, 
low 500s and for real that that's that's what i'm talking about but you know whatever everybody has their everybody has their ups and downs but again it still comes back to what preparation are you putting in you know you don't have to you don't have to <laughs> nowhere in a training regiment does it say post on instagram or post on facebook what i shot let's just put it that way <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i anyways this the, the book if you get a chance andy frisilla check out his podcast i mean it's it's a entrepreneurial business oriented podcast. Um, he has a supplement company called first form, but you know, like that podcast, I think will be an epiphany in some ways for a lot of people who have that mindset because it's just, dude, it's, he's raw too. Like he is, if you're afraid or if you don't like hearing cuss words and you know, go check it out but otherwise it's, it's definitely worth listening to let me see if hey, we have i gotta any. go i gotta go yeah listen and then get my practice routine in all right sounds good man we'll have a good day thanks for the all quick right, join in i'm I'm, yep. I'm out of coffee so i'm gonna be logging off here i have to go to the gym so we'll all talk right, to you later good. Thanks, see you man, man. bye right. for everybody else winkers uh logging out um, I don't know if the comments aren't showing up because there's like all these comments. Um, I'll find out afterwards if there is. I'll try to answer them. Um, but I just want to let you know that uh, I can't see any comments other than my own for whatever reason. Who knows? Um, if you guys like this or would like to join in for future uh, episodes. I will do the same thing on the next coffee talk. I think it, now that I figured out what I need to do on my end, um, with the, uh, with the audio. And I'm hoping that when we do our next podcast, that I can do it this way as well. So that you guys can listen in live. I got to figure out the comments thing. Cause I'm very, very surprised that there's not able to see the comments. Actually, you know what? I just realized that I could probably. Oh, perfect. I can look at my cell phone. Let me go. Let me just run through quick before I uh, log off. It's not bad. All right. Thanks for the, the sound feedback, everyone. Uh, only post groups when Frank's in the cameraman. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, buddy. All right, no, 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 no comments. Just, uh, hey, Chris back. Here's a good dude. I haven't seen him in a while. Miss your face, dude. Um, all right, good. But thank you all who did actually log in um, because I was was not able to see it. But I see your comments now. A couple other things to to I want to mention before I log off and before I lose everyone is make sure that you look at the Patreon page because um, the, those who are um, patrons will get a free shooter shirt as the new design develops. I'm working with Matt from Archie Bum. We are developing a barebow specific shooter shirt that has barebow shooters on it. Um, so that's going to be pretty cool. And I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty pumped for it. So, um, and they're going to be, all of that is going to be done directly through Archery Bum. You will order from Archery Bum and um, it will be, we're just kind of creating 
Baribo specific um, shirts. You can get your sponsors on them and, and everything else. It's, it's going to be awesome. So, so I want to let you guys know about that. Um, and then we'll see you on the next coffee talk and good luck out there. Stay safe and peace.